Hey, how's it, guys? Well, oh gosh. Hey, how's it going, guys? Welcome to the 15th episode of the Highly Taken Podcast. Here I am, David Siegbert, back to you again from Tallahassee, Florida. It's really been 15 episodes? Damn. Christian Smith, back at you, boys, from Wilmington, Delaware. Hey, Nick Smith, back here in Jacksonville. Let's get it, guys. What? Did it not come through? Did, Did you hear anything, Christian? Did you guys not just hear mine? No, maybe your mics just are too good at canceling stuff out. That's disappointing. Dude, that's well, so upsetting. I just, tried, last time. I just tried to back Nick up and, <laughs> and crack one for him, but it. But yeah, um, I'm sorry, well, guys. We're we're gonna get into our uh, dubs and chugs real quick. We're gonna talk about the college baseball World Series and the games already started. So we kind of want to talk about it before it you know gets further on um, into the game. But we're gonna start their dubs and chugs punishments again. If you do not know, we pick nine games a tiebreaker. And whoever picks the least amount of correct games, well, they get punished. So, and the only person who's going to know the results for that is going ah. to be Nick. So, why don't you tell us who loses? Guys, I'm on a hot streak here. No! I'm on a hot streak. I'm going to tell you right now, this is two weeks in a row that I did not lose. Did not lose. So, coming in first place with seven wins... That's not me. No, nope. was was Christian. <laughs> That's not me. Oh. Christian, seven. I was I was going through seven. it, man. You had Friday and Saturday right, and I'm like, dude, let's go. I was rooting yes. for you. I'm like, yo, let's get yes. nine. This is gonna be it. And then shit the bed with the Rangers, or yeah, Rangers Yankees. Oh, yeah, and then he yeah. picked the Dodgers too. So yeah, so close. Hey, I was you know what though, you. dude? If you're telling me I had two 100 days, I'll take that all day. Yeah. Baby. Well, I mean, that's how the math would work. Um, yes, but anyway, I will I yeah. will say this. The tiebreaker game, where we picked the Diamondbacks versus the Giants, right? David, you picked Giants to win 7-6. Christian, you picked the Giants to win. Sorry, Christian picked the Giants to win 7-6 because he said it was going to be a walk-off fashion. David picked them to win 7-4, and I picked the Diamondbacks to win 6-3. The final score was Diamondbacks five, Giants two. Dude, I am killing it on these tiebreakers. I gotta say, it's a shame we can't have a. So tie David lost again. Game. Again, this is my second loss. This is my second lost. loss. He's um, lost twice. I think you've lost once, and then I've, I've lost, lost the rest. This is I. You know, this is like I think my second week that I've had a losing record in my picks. You know what? But however, I kind of want to protest this loss. Um, I feel cheated. Oh. Nick is blatantly, purposely picking my games and then <laughs> switching on the last one. Um, I feel bamboozled, absolutely befuddled. Now that being said, um, you know Nick shouldn't have followed me this week. I think that was a big mistake on his part. Anyway, I only got I only got I still, four correct. I still got five. five. Correct. Yeah, I, I got, got four five. correct. So, um, you know what? If that what it takes, if that's what it takes to get you above two or three wins, I guess I'll have to take it. Let the record show I am uh, chugging under protest this week. So <laughs> you can protest all you want. Those are the games I liked, regardless. <laughs> I was going off of matchups, okay. and I okay. put it out there. The matchups were who's David picking. So I mean, whatever, man. Uh, you guys but- can start off with the College World Series while I'm chugging this. Yeah, absolutely. So, games, baby, let's go. Let's just sit here and say the first game was it was a good game. I I really I really enjoyed that first game, but then the second game, a final score of twenty four to four, Langford went off for five for five and six RBIs. Not not to mention there was four total home runs the Gators had, plus one of them was a grand slam. A twenty. 
run victory is the largest margin of victory in college world series baseball and i have to ask this is a great question does this win hurt or help the gators in tonight's game i think it helps them in my opinion i think i think you look at it and you lose a very close game one right and whoa hold on one sec you lose a close game one um but you come back, and, I mean, you absolutely dominate in game two. And I know when you're in a best-of-three series, you know, you go and lose one, you're already down one nothing. you're one game away from being done. So you need a confidence booster. And I think being able to come back out there and put up 20 more runs than the other team was able to do in the biggest stage of the game, I mean, I think that that's a humongous confidence booster. It shows them to them, like, we can beat these guys. We play our best. We can do what we need to do. We can get the job done. But you just have to stay focused in order to get that. If you lose Mm -hmm. focus, then it becomes a weakness more than it becomes, you know, a power. But if you can stay focused, I think for sure that it's a big confidence booster, and that's what you want in this situation. Yeah, Yeah, I I 100% agree with that. Um, You know, they didn't have a bad game won by any means. They still scored three runs. That's commendable. Yeah, but ga- baseball is a game of streaks, and if you're coming out there and you go on a twenty for the twenty twenty four to four, or whatever the final yeah, score was, 24, yeah. twenty four to four, and you win by that margin, you're you're hot. You no, know, you you know the, um I was reading here the last time the Florida football Gators won by twenty points was two thousand eight. So the baseball huh. team has done something that the Gators football team hasn't done to LSU <laughs> since two thousand eight. <laughs> That's so um, bad. Um. Yeah, that being said, I just, I mean, the Gators have been the better team, you know, all year. It's interesting. Do you know how many times a one seed has won the uh, baseball college world series? Two times. It was one time, 1999, the Miami Hurricanes. So Miami's good for something, baby. So, I mean, it's crazy how that one seed doesn't really do much, I guess. But yeah, I agree with Christian 100%. That's just only going to help them. Yeah. And I mean, the thing, the thing, I just hope they don't look at it and be like, well, we just walked all over them, like, and take them lightly in tonight's right. game. That's the only thing, like, that's why, like, that was the question I had, like, you know, is it, it going to hurt them or not? And, but I'm, I'm with you guys. I think, I think it's just going to help them stay hot. I yeah. think they found something yesterday. They got a groove. They, I mean, we all saw it. They, they were having fun out there, man. Well, and, and the big thing too is LSU has to realize that, yes, they just got blown out. But it's a three-game series. You yeah. win by one, you lose by sixty. You know it doesn't really it doesn't matter. matter. Yeah, absolutely. It's just well, one and game, it, and that's also another big thing. Though, like, how do you think LSU responds after getting shit on by twenty runs? Like, that's a confidence killer. If nonetheless, especially in the same thing, if you lose sight, you've already mentally lost the game. Yeah, I just don't. I don't see them giving up more than eight runs tonight. Uh it's what's crazy about? Runs. Well, I yeah, For I know college, but it's, yeah. it's college. Yeah, um, what's crazy is Florida's the underdog tonight. I know. Well, so, so the big thing here is LSU has like the best pitcher in college baseball. I don't know how they're yeah. gonna put Paul Skeens in the system for today. I don't know if he's starting or reliefing or not, but they do have the better pitcher out of the two teams. Just yeah, Florida has a lot of good bats. They do, yeah. It's tough. Top to bottom, they they're they're really good. They've they're been good playing one. really well. So uh, yeah, I mean great great matchup i mean it's going to be a great ending to whoever wins i mean i'm rooting for the game whomever but uh whomever wins uh, i mean it's going to be it's going to be great lsu made a great run this year so uh looking out for that so that's going to get us into it our top 10 safeties going into 2023 christian what you got 
Ladies first. Oh, yeah. Ladies always first. You know how we do it around here. Hold on. My phone's being very slow. I won't put it on top. Okay. <clears throat> Coming at number 10 here, I'm going to roll with Antoine Winfield Jr. from at the 10? Bucks at 10. Yep. That is at 10. Wow. Look, okay. I know. Okay. Hey, look, this guy's a stud, right? But I think the biggest thing for me here is that. Even though he's still, I mean, he's a major study, plays very good in that buck system. He's still younger. He still has a lot more to learn. He's been in the league, I believe it's three seasons now. And I mean, through those three seasons, he has 100% played at an all pro, you know, pro bowl caliber level. We're going to see what it really looks like over here this year. Uh, the Bucks team isn't not all that it was these past years on both sides of the ball. So he's going to step into a bigger role. I would love to see him continue to play, you know, in that bigger role uh, and step up to the to the hype. But we'll see what happens there. But for now, I have him sitting at the 10 spot. At the 9 spot, last year's interception leader, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. Uh, I think he played very well in the D or the Eagles defensive scheme. Uh, and I think going over to Detroit, we're going to really see how well he plays over there. He decided to bet on himself by not coming back to Philly this year and taking more guaranteed money. It is what it is. I'm still sick about it. But one way or another, I mean, he played very well last year. You couldn't ask for much more from the safety position than what we got out of him. So I think, I mean, that and enough has brought himself to become a top 10. See, I wanted to put him in the top 10, but you got to think of who he has around him when he was with the Eagles. He doesn't have that with the Lions, man. But he was he was still good with the Saints when he didn't have all that around yeah. him. Like he wasn't a he wasn't a scrub by any means. No, yeah, but I don't know with top ten. I w- I wouldn't put him in that category. I don't, I don't think he belongs any higher than nine or ten. But I yeah. I think I think he's a top ten. Number eight, the Honey Badger from the Saints. Really, I'm in the top ten. Okay, I do it. Yeah, I do have Tyron Matthew in the top ten. I mean, this is a guy who since coming uh into the NFL out of LSU to the Cardinals has been just a stud, a great ball hawk, a knack for always finding the ball, uh very good in the zone coverage. I could always use a little bit of work in the man coverage, but one way or another this guy has multiple pro bowls under his belt and a couple all pros. Uh I mean honestly dude, look, I kind of like I like the Saints. I like the Saints for that division this year. I think I think Tyron Matthews is going to play a very big big part on that defense this year after kind of a more or less a down year last year from him. But I think we see a lot of big things from him. Dude, you're looking at me like that. It's crazy, bro. But dude, No, I was looking at Nick like that. Cause I, he, I uh, feel like he was giving me a look. And I didn't know why he's giving me a look. I was. <laughs> Number seven, one of my personal favorite safeties in the league. I have Kevin Byers from the Titans. Uh, That's okay. Yeah. Look, I'm sitting at seven. Uh, If you asked me this a year or two ago, he probably would have been in the top three, top five. Uh, I think he's a very, very, very good safety who has a very good knack for boss or finding the ball. However, age is starting to become a factor in here, and that Titans team altogether is not going to look very well. And I think that's going to hurt the factor of success he's going to find on the defensive side of the ball. What are y'all laughing at? Sorry, Brooklyn's being silly in the background here. <laughs> being silly. But yeah, so I'm going to have Byard sitting in at the seven spot. Number six. I'm going to go with Jordan Poyer from the Bills. This is another guy who can really, he can kind of do anything. He can play down in the box. He can play up top as a free safety. Uh, I mean, he's a very, very well-rounded safety. Almost everything that you would want at the position. Uh, Brings a lot of power for his hits. Has a good knack for reading the quarterback and finding the ball. And it's just a huge cornerstone of that Bills defense. And he has been for years now. And he will continue to this year. 
starting into the top five. Wait, hold on. I'll stop it right there. Christian, can you tell me who drafted Jordan Poyer? Eagles. Here we go. Yeah. Ooh, gold star. Coming in at number five, I'm going to go with Jesse Bates for the Falcons. I personally really like Jesse Bates. Uh, I really wanted Philadelphia to sign him when we found out CJ had left. He's a good, very good zone cover safety. Play uh, plays very well on the deep ball, and he's very good at finding the ball as a ball hawk. But I still think I don't know, man. He, this guy got what was his contract? Eighty million dollars, something like that. Yeah, I Long think. Way. Look, man, he's a, he's a very very good safety. Well, they but... they had to they had to pay him because they're not going to get a Super Bowl, so they had to pay him money so that way he doesn't have to hurt by not having a ring there. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're probably going to be last place in that division, let's be honest. More or less, yeah. But look, I either one way or another, he's a great player. I don't know how you go from Cincinnati to Atlanta, but hey, that's your choice. Dollars talk. Yeah, Dollars do, talk. Do what you want to do. Number four, I'm going to go with Justin Simmons from the Broncos. I personally really like this kid. Uh, I mean, he has power, he has speed, he has decent size, he's a very good ball hawk, and he plays very well in the zone coverage. I think he's going to be able to help that Broncos defense repeat as it did last year with a very, very good defense. Hopefully the offense can get some things figured out and give that defense some help this time around. But, I mean, he's going to continue to play at an all-pro caliber level as he has, and I think that's going to fare very well for the Broncos in that defense. Number three, I'm going to go with Buda Baker from the Cardinals. At three. At three. Oh, wow, that is a jump. Wow. He's only saying that because he wants to see him in the yeah, Eagles. He wants to see him in Philly. That's all. <laughs> Come on, Buddha. You heard it here first. You're number three. Nah, dude. Come on. Buddha, dude, Buddha Baker is is I mean, he's he's an all pro caliber uh type of safety. He's very good, very, very, very well at uh playing in the zone coverage, and he's very good ball hawk as well. Now, granted, you know, he's clearly not very fast as he got chased down by DK Metcalf just years ago on a clear, easy pick six. DK Metcalf's the genetic freak, okay? I know, I know. But no, dude lives off strawberry milk. Come on now. (laughs) That's what it is. Strawberry milk. One way or another, this guy was one of the sole bright spots on this Cardinals team last year on both the offensive and defensive side of the ball. A very young player who's very good at his position. uh, And I mean, I believe, I want to say he was an all-pro player last year as well. So he knows what he's doing. He's getting better. He's gathering more experience, and he's going. Hopefully, he goes and makes a better addition somewhere else. But one way or another, even if he stays in the cards, he will play very good ball there. They're just gonna suck. I would hate to see him rot over there. Yeah. Number two, my favorite. This is this is personally my favorite safety in the league, Mika Fitzpatrick. I'm gonna have him at the two spot. I love I love Mika, bro. I think this guy can do absolutely anything you need him to do in the run and pass. Like, he's not the guy that you're going to see always coming off the edge for sacks and things like that, designed to safety blitz. But this guy has a knack for always finding the ball and putting himself in the right positions. He's always there. He, whether, it's, whether he's punching the ball out for a deflection, whether he's getting there to make the pick, whether he's doing whatever he needs to do, this guy always makes the play. He's always around the ball. He always finds ways to put the defense as well than just himself in the right positions to win and succeed. And I mean, I mean, he has been an amazing steal since they have traded uh, since the Steelers are trading for him from the dolphins. And he's going to continue to play very well for that defense. At the number one spot, in my opinion, I feel as though it can't be argued right now, but I'm going to roll with Derwin James. Ooh, former give me that FSU alum. Give me that yeah. FSU alum. Yeah. But I mean, dude, this guy, this guy was insane. I mean, he was able to play. 
uh, in your pass coverage, he was able to play in your run coverage. I mean, he gave up seven yards per catch this past season, which ranked, I believe, tied for the lowest among all qualified safeties. He also had four sacks and nine quarterback pressures. This guy can do everything you need him to do. He'll play up high. He'll play down the box. He'll rush your quarterback and he'll efficiently rush your quarterback as well. You really can't ask, in my opinion, for much more. Uh, and I think that's, for me, 100% why he's my unanimous number one safety in the league. It's so crazy to think, man. Like, FSU has some good players that go into the NFL. But look how crappy they are in college, dude. It's just, I don't know what happened. Dude, dude's a Maryland fan. Like, when's the last time Maryland won a college championship? Hey, easy. Why are you coming at me right now? You're an Ohio State fan anyway. Why does it matter? Although, at least Ohio State's won a championship. <laughs> All right, easy now. All right, so that's a pretty, that was an interesting list. You, I it mean, was. pretty, it seems pretty shuffled, like honestly, from where, what I have, but uh, okay. um, especially with this first one, I'll have at number 10. I, number 10, I have Buddha Baker at number 10. Wow, I have Buddha at number 10. He's a good case of someone who got paid a lot this past year, and the team paying him out paid off for them. Um, he is technically sound, he's a great athletic freak at the safety slot. He is versatile, who can play in the deep zone. Wait a minute, Buddha didn't get paid. He did. He got paid a couple years, couple years ago. ago. He did. Yeah, he got paid a couple years ago. Um, uh, my fault. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Um, he, he can line up in the box, or he can even line up on the line of scrimmage. He can practically do it all amazingly. Oh, he's better while lined up in the box because he isn't necessarily, the, you know, uh, what did I say in the notes there? Uh-oh. He's very well in the box because he isn't that amazing as a center field type of safety. He really yeah. can cover the deep zone as well. He can almost do anything on the defense in front when asked. And I know there were rumors of him going to Philly, which, you know, I don't think it will happen. If it did, though, you know, I'd be, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't complain about it. I wouldn't complain about it. At number nine, I have Talanoa Hafunga from the San Francisco yeah. 49ers. Wow. Um, Dude, a player- Troy, Troy Palomalu got this guy. Listen, he literally uh, helped him out. I think this player uh, does not get as much love as they should. I feel like they're one of the I more agree. underrated safeties in the league. Um, he was a great one-on-one last year, great at the second level protecting, and he was amazing in the secondary protecting as well. He is great in finding the ball, whether it's on the pass or whether it's going to be a pursuing tackle trying to get to the <laughs> ball carrier. Um, he has some consistency issues. That's the only thing he's lacking on. But he has a high ceiling and only in his third season as well. Yeah, he's young. Uh, I th- he's real. I think he can make those jumps. That's why I have him number nine. At number eight, another person who I thought Christian had really high was Justin Simmons. Mm. I feel like he is a jack of all trades, and part of me really wanted to put him higher on the list. Um, he can hit hard. He can play amazing in deep cover too, or even has the range in the single high safety position. Um, he is great at swapping between each play as well. He is. Better at the high safety due to his amazing coverage. Over the last three years, he's actually tied with Harrison Smith and Quandre Diggs with total interceptions generated from playing a high coverage zone defender. That seems like a made-up stat to me. I understand that. It's a lot of words. Um, seems very cherry-picked, but it feels like a good stat nonetheless. That good deep zone coverage allows the Broncos rushing attack to do what it does, and the Broncos can, you know, play it. Oh, what's so funny? Dude, oh, this, no, peach, this peach John was ass. Continue, though. <laughs> Yeah, it helps the Broncos do a lot more on the rushing attack, which gives them more of a security blanket for those deep throws. And at seven, deep I have throats, th- throws. Oh, not th- Nick, you're oh, all about it. Oh, No, 
Nick calls it out. Of course he does. Um, after that, we have Jordan Poyer. Poyer and Hyde are probably, and I would say they are the best duo in the NFL yeah, when I it comes agree. to safeties. But the injury bug hit them both last year. He is amazing in zone coverages. He didn't get as many picks in 2021, but still added four picks last year. He also had the highest force completion percentage rate in the league. He's good at run stopping, but the Bills don't use him that much in run stopping game because, again, they have an elite safety with him. At number six, maybe a little too high, I have C.J. Gardner-Johnson. Wow. Jeez, dude. This, one, this one stings a bit. I know maybe I have him too high on my list, just outside yeah. of the top five. He led the league in picks <laughs> while missing five games last year, which is really insane. You can argue those picks were a product of a stacked line and quarterback position that made QBs force throws when they had to. I mean, Over- dude, Blake and Ship. Blake and Ship went out there and balled out too. Come on now. Well, maybe we're just Blankenship underrating just got that dog in him. We're just underrating Blankenship. What do you yeah, mean? Blankenship's a dog. He does that. Um, He's a dog. He's a dog. He still had the numbers. He was a great safety and played really well as a slot corner last year as well. It's sad that the Eagles went from a top 10 safety to not having a top 32 safety in the league. Um, sure, he screwed himself <laughs> out some more money. However, you know, he's still a pretty great safety. At number five, which a person I thought Christian had way too low on his list was Antron Winfield Jr., a football legacy with his father, Antron Winfield, being a great cornerback as well. He does amazing one-on-one against slot receivers, and he comes down the field to play huge hits at the safety slot. He's also a great tackling and tackling in open space safety. I was talking about how gap control was one of the things that turned me on when it comes to defensives. Second to that is yeah, it turns you on, buddy. Second, yeah, dude. Second to that is people who can tackle in open field. Open field tackles Ooh. are one of my favorite things, and any kind of player I feel like is the most underrated thing to have. Would have never dated in high school then. <laughs> I mean, I mean, are you missing open tackles, Christian? Come on, always. Uh, I was. I was yo, always this dude. This tackles. dude was lazy, man. I watched him play. He was lazy, but he was great. At, not Relax. Christian. Not Christian. But Winfield, he was great uh, um, at the center field safety position too, and rarely allows the long ball. This past year, he got more slot snaps, which helped him develop and blitzing in the pass game as well. So he's got some more tools to his arsenal that he's finally added. At number four. This is a, this is probably the worst take I think out of everything you're here today is Minka Fitzpatrick at the number four slot. Oh uh, my I, god! I will. I, yeah, I'm just gonna say for just real quick. I think personally, like I said, with Derwin at one and Minka at two, I I feel like that's not an arguably arguable concept in my opinion. But continue on. I thought he wouldn't get much better from his time in Miami when he was a really good safety, um, but he has turned out to be an elite safety that I even think may have him too low on my list. <laughs> I have that in my notes. The Steelers' defense struggled with TJ Watt's injury, and that may have had him made harder time. What the? I get that mug on my face. It may have had him in a harder time for the safety losing that great pass rusher there. He still played phenomenally. He ranked second in forced incompletion rate when targeted, and he had four picks last year, which is showing he's still a force in the passing game. At number three, I have Kevin Byard from the Titans. What? I feel he's sometimes one of the more underrated safeties because he plays for a trash team with not that great of a defense. He is a two-time All-Pro. He led the league in picks in 2017, which seems like a long time ago, but he still is a great pass defender at the safety slot. Um, besides, you know, playing the center field position at a high level, he's amazing against the run. He doesn't line up inside the tackle box often due to his elite pass game, 
but he's elite in open field tackling and tackling in general. He has one of the lowest missed tackle rates in the league over the last several years and is really a true versatile back. At the number two position, I have Poyer's bud, Micah Hyde. He came off of a season in the injury this year, which made me almost put him at the third spot, even the fourth spot. He is amazing at run stopping and blitzing, but he specializes in coverage. He lets the Bills play defense a little bit more aggressive with the coverage over the top. Um, but last year, you know, that defense kind of hurt. Not only did you have him out, Poyer missing time, Von Miller end up with the season ending injury. I still think he's one of the top guys at the safety position and probably the top guy for that Bills defense. Can I ask and, you a question real quick before mm-hmm. you drop your number one? So Tyron Matthews not on your list, which I understand. Is Jesse Bates not on your list? Jesse Bates is not on my list. I do not have Jesse Bates on my list. Nope. I think Jesse, Jesse I think Jesse Bates is a good I think he's a good safety. I just think he's a little bit overrated. And also I just I think he got paid way too much for what he's worth. He, he's got, he has a bad much, taste yeah. in his mouth because of his dad's favorite team being the Bengals. That's that's the reason why. Yeah. Uh, I'm okay. I'll we'll we'll see. But at number one. I have the Derwin James, former FSU alum. Again, FSU alum. I actually went to school, got to see him in college live. Um, even then, he was an absolute it stud. Was dog shit. Yeah, okay. I mean, he's probably one of the only good people on that team there. He's an elite pass rusher and blitzer. He's also a great man coverage defender and equally good at stopping the run on defense. He has great size. He has great speed. He has great agility. He's just a terror on that defense. With the amount of space he's able to cover and make up on short period of times, he is just elite in the passing game. And he can cover almost anyone. You know, you want him to guard a tight end, you got it. Pass catching running backs, you got that as well. And wide receivers, he can guard those too, which he needs to. He's in the AFC West. He has people like Travis Kelsey and Devontae Adams he has to guard, you know, two times a year. And he also uh, also finished top 10 in sacks, pressures, run stops, and yards allowed per target among safeties last year. And the only thing he needs to make sure he can do is stay on the field. Yeah. And I do have some honorable mentions. I'll let you know. I did put Jesse Bates. What, what's I, what's David without having his honorable mention? I, I, I make make sure that these people do get some there's some some credit because they're pretty good. Marcus Williams from the Ravens, Tyron Matthew from the Saints, and Harrison Smith from the Harrison Vikings. Smith. That's my boy. Yeah, I have one on my list that you guys definitely don't have. Um, but hey, I'll get into it. Number ten, Wallace on there. Number so 10, Blankenship. I got Blankenship. No, oh no, my got, God, bro. no, 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 yeah, it's a boy. <laughs> I got, I got Buda Baker, uh, five time pro baller. He had 75 solo tackles last year. That's huge. I mean, that's huge helping out in the open field. I just, he knows how he's good at reading plays. I like what he's doing. Buda Baker, you look really good in a good Kelly green alternate Jersey. Come on over to Philly. Let's get you I on agree. that team. Uh, number nine, I'll, I'll start the group on me. I got Jesse Bates. I mean, it sucks that they got, they really Falcons overpaid for him. No, no question about it. They overpaid. You don't, you don't pay that much money, but he is good. I mean, I can't, I can't argue with it. The only problem, I think he could be higher on this list. If he was still with the Bengals, I would put him higher on this list, but he's going to Atlanta. Atlanta is not a good team. He's going to be on that field. He's going to get tired constantly. He's not He's not going to be the same, but he's still going to be a top 10. Um, number eight, I don't think either one of you had this on the list. I got Jamal Adams. Uh, um, see, I just feel like he's a little Seattle. bit past his. Yeah, but here's the thing. I know that. 
But then the Seattle has really helped their defense this year. And not to mention adding Witherspoon to help him out. That's one less thing he has to worry about covering on the outside. If he gets burnt. Yeah. I mean, he might, it, he's a rookie, so it might happen, but I think it's really going to help him to go out and play the way he wants to play. Um, that's a injury, stack, that's a stack secondary, by the way. No, it yeah, that's, it is. That's it is, that's yeah. why I that's why I put him in the top ten because it's so Pretty stacked it offense looks, too. If you can it uh, looks, figure well, out Gina Smith's Gina situation, Smith. yeah. yeah. Um, and if he can stay healthy, I I, I got to put him there. Uh, Jordan Poyer, number seven. Uh, honestly, the the Buffalo's got probably the best safety duo in in the league, without a question. Uh. He played great in the regular season. Let's not think about what he did in the the playoffs. He didn't. He was not very good there. Um, but again, he having like a hide there on the opposite side. He can go out there and play the way he needs to play, um, and that's why I have him in the top ten. Number six, I got the Honey Badger himself. You know, I know David really didn't have him on the top ten, but I just think he's always that guy. For some reason, he always finds that spot. He knows where to be. He's a hard-hitting safety. He goes out there. He he could arguably go and play a linebacker position if he needs to. I mean, he yeah. he's always filling gaps. He's just a menace on the field. Number five, I got Antoine Winfield. One of the best safety blitzing – or sorry, blitzing safeties in the league. I mean, you can't argue with it. The only thing that's going to – hurt him this year is Tampa Bay is not going to be a very good team this year. Uh, defense might be okay, but it's just, I don't know. I don't know where he's going to be. That's what keeps him at five. He could be better, but I just don't think Tampa Bay is that great. Well, that's good. I, I agree with that. It's just the defense is still there. Like the defense has its pieces. That's that's has the offense is so bad. That yeah. defense is going to be on the field so exactly. much. Exactly. Even the Baker that's Mayfield what... is going to lead him to a division title. But Oh, oh my gosh. Who's <laughs> going then, then at number four, I got Micah Hyde. Uh, coming off the injury he you had got last Boyer year. and Hyde both inside of the top ten. 100%. Yes, they both deserve it. I did. What? Absolutely. They both deserve it. The issue, the reason he's there, dude, he is a, he knows how to jump routes. He knows what he's doing there. He's an absolute beast. And again, having Poyer there, he can do what he wants to do. It's just the combination between the two. I think Micah Hyde's a little better than Poyer. But Micah Hyde deserves to be Boyer's in that top five. Oh, I, I think it's a hot take. I don't know. I, I think Hyde's better. You know, it's kind of hard because he was hurt last year. Number three, I got Billiard. Billiard. I have him. Yeah, Bayard. Who? Whatever. Oh, Kevin Bayard. Um, one of the best free safeties in the league. Um, great in open field tackles. Unfortunately. He's on the Titans, and that is an issue. That's the only reason it's going to hurt him, but he's still a fantastic player. Would love to see him uh, get out of there so he can actually, you know, grow some wings and actually become an amazing player. Grow some wings, like in Philly? Oh, hey. Uh, Number two, I got Minka Fitzpatrick. Yeah. Um, Honestly, probably one of the best all-around safeties in the league right now. Kind of hard to argue. Yes, struggled not having T.J. Watt, but who wouldn't struggle not having T.J. Watt there? I mean, in all honesty, he's one of the greatest defensive players in the league, and he doesn't have that issue this year. He's going to be able to go out there as long as T.J. Watt stays healthy. Minka Fitzpatrick's going to be able to go out there, 
probably have, I would say probably six interceptions this year. Um, still have an amazing, uh, season and he's he's a captain on defense commanding force on that defense and that secondary is going to look decent with him there uh number one can't argue it yeah yeah derwin james <laughs> uh with the chargers i mean he's the most dynamic safety in the league he's just uh it, it's so hard he's electrifying out there he can do it all i mean he knows how to punch the ball out he, I mean, you, you can't, you, you have to hold on to that ball. If he sees it anywhere near him, he's gonna go out there and just punch it out or do whatever he needs to do. Yeah. I mean, it, he just knows how to make turnovers happen. He knows how to read the defense. Uh, I mean, if he plays just, I mean, just a smidge better than he did last year, and he had an amazing year last year, dude's gonna be in the running for a 2023 Defensive Player of the Year. No question about it. Absolute stud over there. Yeah, like I said, and the big thing, like I was talking about earlier, is he needs to stay healthy. He had some health issues in the past, like the yeah. first couple of seasons he was in the league. Um, last year didn't have one, but it just depends if he's on the field or not because he really helps that Chargers defense and a division that needs to have a good defense. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, absolutely. So, guys, that's going to get us into our MLB standings predictions for each division. Um, you know. As always, Christian, what you got going on over there in each each division? Each division, like you want the standings for every single division. Who you think's gonna win? End up winning it all, like in the divisions. yeah, in the division. Oh, 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 okay, yeah, no. So then I'll go ahead and I'll start off uh, in the NL. And first and foremost, uh, I mean, I think to lead the NL, we're gonna go with the NL East, and I think the Braves are the clear front runner uh, for that or for the NL right now. I mean, this team is hot. Uh, they're playing very good baseball. Uh, I mean, they have they're the first team to 50 wins so far on the year right now. Uh, I mean, they have Ronald Acuna Jr., who I believe is the front runner for MVP uh, in the NL. Uh, and I mean, to me, I don't know. I just I feel like it can't be argued. I feel like they're gonna they're probably gonna win this division, even with um, the Marlins sitting five games behind them and the Phillies getting hot. I still don't really think it matters as much. I think this is the Braves' division uh, to win and their division to lose as well. So. I have them for the NL East. For the NL Central, I like the Reds, man. I really do. They've been heating up. Ellie De La Cruz is an absolute fucking stud. I mean, this dude, this team is hot. They're playing insane, and I love it. I I mean, I really do. I don't know who's going to come over. What? What? Uh, what do you guys? Okay. They stopped oh. to take a chug break, I guess. Oh. I just spilled so much. That was interesting. That was yeah. bad, actually. That was De La Cruz? Yeah, De La Cruz. That was a horrible At the cross. You're going to have to check that out in the replays. But, um, yeah. So, that's that. And then, for the NL West, man, man, oh, man, do I like them hot giants. But give me the Diamondbacks, boys. I... Personally, I think the whole reason I'm really loving the Diamondbacks is because I'm a humongous Carol Corbin fan. I love what he's doing over there. I love what the Diamondbacks are doing over there in total, though. I mean, God, David, you sound like you will you. I was gonna say, I was gonna say, dude, you have been the the biggest meat rider for for Corbin Carroll the past two so weeks, hard, bro. So bro, hard. I love this motherfucker, man. I dude, he's a baller. He's an absolute fucking stud, dude. I can't argue it. I mean, uh, we're already rated R now. Ah, uh, dang it. I'm sorry. Ah, uh, but can't argue. We'll just bleep it out. We'll be all right. Can't argue. <laughs> but 
Yeah, I mean, in a division that I feel like has for so long been the Dodgers, and the Dodgers aren't even out of the question to win that division, I still like the Diamondbacks to finish strong. Excuse me. And take that division. To the AL. Start with the East again. Give me the Rays. Uh, I mean, dude, I love this team. They're good, good hitting team. Good sound team. All around team. I mean, most wins in all the balls of right now. Uh, this team's just been playing good since the start of the year to right now. I don't see them slowing down. I mean, they're probably, in my opinion, still the team to beat. Every time I go and place a bet, I'm always betting on the Rays, never betting against the Rays. So I'm going to have them for the AL East. AL Central. This one's kind of shitty, but I'm going to go with the Royals. I think the Royals are going to take a, get a hard push. No, I'm just, I'm just fucking with you guys. <laughs> no, fucking with you guys. I mean, they beat Woo! the Rays two games out of four, so. So do the A's. <laughs> but, no, nah, I'm going to go with the Twins. I mean, the AL Central is looking like the crapshoot division in ball right now. Uh, I mean, number one team in, in that division has only one game above 500. But – one way or another, I mean, the pitching on the Twins looks commendable more than that, more than the rest of the division. So because of that, I think the pitching is going to be you know the biggest factor in ball for them. So I'm going to roll with them as the winners for the Central. And in the AL West, uh, it's going to be the Rangers, and it's not going to be an argument. Those bats are very hot. They're hitting the ball very, very well. We all know to score runs. You, well, to to win a baseball game, you need to score runs. And in order to score runs, you got to have the bats. And the Rangers have just that. They continue to hit the ball well. They're going to hit the ball well. Uh, and, I mean, they're going to they're gonna come out and win that division. I'm going to hit your ball well. But I don't even know. He lands, was he Lance Armstrong and Lance won? Oh, he didn't tell you? That, that rheumatoid arthritis. Oh, that doesn't, that's a knife. What? <laughs> His rheumatoid arthritis went to the balls, and now he only has one ball. Now, I guess we're going to start with the NL East. This division is actually just really hit or miss. Uh, you had the Braves, who I think are the best team in baseball. I said it last week. Um, then the Marlins, who are whopping six games back in second place, and the Phillies, who are 10 games back. Both, however, in contention for a wild card spot. Um, it is a division full of talent, with even the Mets, who have like one of the top three highest payrolls and probably one of the more talented rosters, at fourth place in the division, 15 games back. Um, I think it's obvious that the Braves are going to end up winning the division. Keep an eye out for Miami and Philly to make that wild card spot. So I feel like they do have talent to make deep runs in the playoffs. Um, they just have some things they need to iron out before that happens. In the NL Central, this is a really close division. Everyone is within yeah, is. nine games back. Since he went on a tear after Ellie Diggle Cruz joined the team, winning 12 in a row, they're only a half game up on Milwaukee. The Cubs are not being talked about enough because they have snuck up the three games back. The Pirates, who were in first last week, then Nick decided to screw them over, or had lost 10 straight games, are now five and a half games back. That Cincy team, I feel like if they were to figure out their pitching, we were one of the most dangerous teams in the league. However, I think the Chicago Cubs are going to end up winning that division. Wow. If you look at them, they have some of the best pitching in baseball. They're also the only team in that division to have a positive run differential. They have a plus 32 run differential. So I think they have the pitching and decent bats. I feel like the the bats pick up. Um, they can make a great push, and I think they're going to end up winning that central division. Um, so we're going to go with the NL West. So in the NL West. Uh-oh. Oh, did I do something? Oops. What do, you, what do you mean? I accidentally clicked on a window and I couldn't see you guys. I thought I got kicked out. Oh. All right, sorry. Um, yeah, so we have the NL West. 
probably the best overall division in the NL. The Diamondbacks are shocking everyone at first place. They lead the Giants by two and a half games and the Dodgers by only three games. So it's a tight division. The Giants are fresh off a double-digit winning streak before losing to the series to the D-backs. The Dodgers have been a bit shaky but won the series against the Astros. This division, I think, will be back and forth between those three teams. I think it's going to end up going to even the last week of the um, season to decide who's going to be the winner in that division. The Dodgers have the payroll and the talent, and they should win that division. But I, you know, I'm going to go with a hotter taker. I do think the Giants will end up winning that division at the wow. end of the year. They don't have amazing hitters, but they have good hitters in most of the lineup. They have seven people batting 250 or better, which doesn't seem amazing. But that's you know you're averaging seven guys who are at least getting one hit per game. You know usually we say three, but you usually get four at bats per game. Uh, they don't have any big aces, but they have two to three guys in the rotation who would be pretty solid three guys. Now, that's a pretty average rotation. You have Webb, who has played really well this year with a 3.16 ERA and 101 strikeouts. Del Scafani has a 4.28 ERA. And then Cobb has a 3.09 ERA. Do they have a lineup that will push for a deep playoff run? Maybe not. Maybe that's the big thing. Maybe they can't, they're not made for a deep playoff run. Um, but game to game, day to day, I feel like they can end up doing it. I think by the end of the year, though, more of a hot take. I think the Dodgers get second, the D-backs will fall back to third. I don't think this division again is going to be settled until the last week of the season. Um, then I'll go with my AL East. This division it's the best in baseball. I, I can't argue this division is the Absolutely. best in baseball. No teams with losing records. The Rays are one of the best in baseball, up four and a half games, which isn't that much. They're up four and a half games to the second place Orioles. The Yanks are the next team in nine and a half games back. This division, when you take out the Royals, have three teams leading in the wild card race right now. Baltimore, the Yankees, and the Blue Jays are all in the top three wild card spots. And Boston's only three games back of that last wild card spot. This will be a two-headed race in the division. I would love for the Orioles to somehow sneak up and win that division. But I think the Rays are a little bit too talented and more experienced. And I think they finish in first. It's just crazy how well that division is doing so far. Uh, next, we have the AL Central. I agree with Christian. This is basically the armpit of the MLB right now. It's, uh, you know, it's the Twins are only one game the over Royals. 500. One more, yeah, let's hope the Royals win. <laughs> you, but then you have Cleveland two games back, Detroit five and a half games back, and even Chicago's only six games back. A very close division with a lot of work to be done and a lot of bad teams, but I think the Guardians will end up taking the division by the end of the year. So I'll have Cleveland winning that division. Um, at the AL West, a really it's a pretty good division. Um, with one of the more surprising teams, the Rangers had the best hitters in baseball, up five and a half games to the Astros, six games to the Angels, both looking for playoff spots. I think the Rangers will hold on to first place. And I think the Angels will actually have a very catastrophic collapse at the end of the season and will finish fourth place in that division behind the Mariners. Ooh, four. Fourth place. I think they'll fall. I think oh, they'll crash. Ouch. So I, I guess that's you up next. Yeah. Um. The way I did this, I did the AL first. But, I did too. Uh, but I mean, we, we you know, Christian, first. Christian him, went NL. So it's pace of play. Yeah. Um. NL East. Ugh. Give me the Braves. It's yeah. it's you you can't even you can't even argue it. Nope. Uh, best team in NL. Um. Really, really annoying. It really pisses me off. <laughs> um 
nothing's going to change over there. I think at most Philly might get the number two spot over there, but nothing, nothing's changing. Braves are winning that division. Central, this is a toss-up division, man. I, I'm actually enjoying seeing every week almost every someone is on top of that division. It's really fun to watch. It's a good – I would hate to be a fan in that division because you don't know what's going on. Um, but I like the Red Hot Reds, man. I mean, they're yeah. they're they're good. Uh, they're only it seems like they're only getting better with De La Cruz, and not to mention they have Votto, and Votto still apparently still has a bat. He bangs. Uh, I don't. I just Votto bangs. It's, it's hard to argue with that. Not to mention their pitching. It looks like they're. It's getting better. It's it's not good, but it's getting better. Um, and I think you know if they can make a trade to get you know something to help their pitching, it, it's only going to make them make a a deep playoff run. I mean, they're, they're just electric on all the deadline. Deadline is, uh, August. Is it it July? It's it's the end of July. It's like a week or two after the all-star break is when, because that's why it's like after the all-stars. Remember that one year there was a trade during the all-star game. I forget who it was, but like the deadline. Yeah. The deadline is literally like, I think it's two weeks after something like that. Um, I can't remember the exact date, but and the NL West, it was hard to choose any of the three teams that are going at it over there. But I got the Dodgers. They're just a more complete team. Um, you know, they're not playing up to the caliber that they should be playing. So, I mean, the Phillies aren't either. So yeah, that could be an issue too. Um, but they just have they have everything that they need to make the playoffs and win that division. I don't see the Diamondbacks continuing the run that they have right now. Um, but, you know, who knows? I know Christian likes the Diamondbacks. Um, AL East, like you guys said, best division in baseball. It, it's really it's really hard. It makes me, like, really wonder, and I love divisions, when you have teams like these that are above 500 and you're still going to miss the playoffs, uh, it, it kind of sucks. You know, you had a good season, but you're not going to make the playoffs. Um, but you can't argue with the Rays. Uh, they're, they're, they're staying hot. Like I've, I thought from the beginning, like, okay, when are they going to stop? And they're just staying, they're staying hot. They're in the first place in that division. Um, this offense is just so stacked this year. You have Yandy Diaz, Harold Ramirez, Randy Arazarin, right? How do, how do you say it? Say it, David. Arazarin. Arazarin. And Wander Franco. There was an attempt. Oh, I tried. Uh, and Wander Franco. Um, and then not to mention Shane McClanahan is having a great season on the mound this year. Uh, AL Central. I'm with you guys on this one. It seems like both Centrals are kind of like a toss up, in my opinion. Yeah, toss um, that salad. <laughs> but this division, unlike the NL Central, which is fun to watch, it's miserable to watch. Um, but I like the Guardians. They're they're. They seem like they have a better team than the Twins. Twins are pitching really well, but they really nothing on that offense scares me. Guardians are actually their their offense is coming together. It seems like um, I like Jose Ramirez. Uh, he's having a good season. Their catcher David Fry. I think he just came back or he just started, but the dude's batting like a three ten right now. Uh, but he's only played like twenty eight games. Um, and then also Tyler Freeman, second baseman, is also batting, I think, like a 297, and he's only played the same amount of games. So 
they're it seems like they're a young team that's starting to figure out what they are. Uh, and I think they'll just only get better. Go birds. Um, <laughs> then AL West, kind of hard to argue this. I got the Rangers, uh, best hitting team in baseball right now. I would love to see them make a playoff run. I just don't think they're going to be great enough to make a playoff run because of their pitching. Pitching's been holding them back. They're not. I think they're like 15th in ERA or something like that. Um, And I've seen a lot of high scoring games with them and you can't do that when it comes to playoffs, but that's enough to win the AL West. In my opinion, Um, I sort of disagree with the angels going all the way down. I mean, that's insane. Otani, I'm sorry if that happens to you. Um, But to be honest, no one in the AL is going to get a wild card spot except for the AL East. I mean, it seems like that's what's going to happen and all like it's just stacked. So what do you want to do now? Do you want to go yeah, to Yeah, so the, no, what I want to do right now, David, uh I'm so glad that you brought this oh, on. To, oh, you brought it on yourself. I didn't ah! do anything. I didn't do anything. David, what was your bet of the week? Yeah, so my bet of the week was that Zion Williamson wouldn't be a Pelican by the time we record this podcast. He's still a Pelican. He still has a baby mama. I thought he'd be gone, you know, after hooking up with multiple porn stars. He isn't. Um, so I will get punished. And with the worst, I think this is the worst punishment. I think this is worse than the dress one. Because I had to drink arguably the worst vodka known to man, Pav. Like, uh, we, Christian and I were memeing about this, and I didn't even know I had it in my cabinet until I checked the other day, and I was like, oh, though I have it in my cabinet. <laughs> and know, so... I think, you, I think you made the mistake, David, um, by showing that picture to us. Uh, I, I don't think if you would have if you didn't show that picture, this never would have been a thing. I feel like I still, there's still like solid amount in here, which re- really tells uh, me. Like, I, I feel like this company uh, went under in like 2018, 19. So that hurts my soul, dude. That really hurts this my soul. Is Dave is going to be chugging the rest of that bottle, boys. So a, yeah, boys. right. I'll be chugging the rest of the bottle. I'll film the rest of this from the hospital. Oh, dude, I'm sorry, man. But uh, take two of these. I'm not. I'm not going to get into anything else. Until I see this, because I want to see your reaction on this. Yeah, me it's too. so bad. Have you ever had it before? I had it. We made some jello shots the other day <clears throat> with it. So it just does not smell uh, good. I'll I'll take two. I'll take two. Don't worry. All right. Let's see. Oh. <laughs> oh, that's so gross. No chaser, dude. <laughs> no, 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 we didn't say a chaser. Did, did I get an option for a chaser? I mean, yeah, Nick told you to go get a chaser. I told you to grab like orange juice or something, man. That's the worst. I didn't. I didn't get this hair in my chest for nothing. Oh, that's true. Oh, yeah, not back to back. Oh <laughs> man, that's so gross. Oh, that's so gross. I want to cry. <laughs> I bet. Oh. I am. I want to cry I am for sorry, you, dude. Oh, I feel warm though. That's kind of warm. Well, you're in Florida, so. Oh, that's true. Oh, what are we doing next, Nick? Did yeah. This- so, um, you know, since you wanted to, you you put a bet on my poor guy NBA. Let's let's talk about that trade that just happened today. Uh, the Rudy Gay trade. Um, 
I lost my notes on it, but I believe it was Rudy Gay um, to uh, to Atlanta for Collins. John for Collins. Collins. Well, see, here's the thing. I, I don't know who really won in this because um, Utah is getting Collins and a second round pick. Now, it hasn't been determined what year. They just said a second round pick. Um but what what's Atlanta thinking here? I mean, they were kind of missing a big man down there. So I guess I guess it kind of worked out. Um, but Collins was pretty good too. I just feel like it was a big I, like I told you earlier the reason why I wasn't uncovered this. I feel like it was a big nothing burger of a trade. Now John yeah. Collins is a pretty good receiver, but a receiver, pretty receiver. good. Yeah, a good receiver, pretty good player. But he went to the Utah Jazz. The Utah Jazz is one of the worst teams last year. And so you wonder what the Utah Jazz are doing with him. And then again, Rudy Gay, which I feel like I haven't heard of Rudy Gay in I don't know how long I haven't heard of Rudy Gay since yeah. like what, like 2K, like 14 when he was a baller. No, um, dude, he was he was good in like 2K18. And so it just it makes me wonder if it's more of, was it for money? Was it for a trade like cap value? Yeah, it was it was cap space. They yeah. really cleared cap space. Uh I think it was like yeah. what was it, Christian? Like 28 million. Yeah, it was a lot. It was cap. a lot of fucking money. Um, so it seems like Atlanta's trying to make a push, but I don't know if Rudy Gay's the answer to make a push. Yeah, because uh, I, I don't think, know. Other than other than well, other than Collins, yeah, the Hawks were a playoff team not too long ago. And I think they played one last, last year, year too. Yeah. They're at they least were. a playing team. Uh, and, and so it makes you wonder, like, why is that the move you make? Collins is a pretty good player. He's only 25 years old. And the Utah Jazz have him now in, like, I think they have Markinen. They got Markinen. So, uh, again, that even that team, it makes me wonder why are they trading for that? Um, it was, it was a weird It was a weird situation, man. Like, I looked at it and I was just like, I was, I didn't know how to react to it. Like, like you said, it was just like, Okay. It just like, happened. Yeah, like yeah. nothing like right, serious. Yeah, not been hear nothing about it or anything beforehand or anything like that. Just bam. Yeah. Bam. Out of body. I, mean, I feel but, like there's like no winners, I guess. The winner is oh, I, the winner is the uh NBA. Winner is Waj for being able to get there Waj. fast enough to tell. <laughs> but I will I will say, like, I think there might be a big trade coming out there soon. Um I saw Dame. Lillard. Yeah. Dame went and posted uh a like a, a song it was a will smith song to uh miami your, it your was dad a will, a christian christian's dad yes Whoa. um and saying almost to the point where he's hinting towards going to miami uh that was, i'm well, out here in miami well, i heard to do that they'll have to give up give up hero and duncan and that's a lot of bench role players or like good starting players are gonna lose who are young uh, yeah Man. i know i know and i'm not um, sure i'm not sure that dame lillard is what this team is missing to win that championship this past year you know what i mean like i don't but, i don't think that's the missing piece i heard also talks and i i might be wrong on the the team but it the nets wasn't also content was it a contender? The, Nets have, so? the Nets have been one of the contenders um, for Dame for a while now. Yeah. So is Philly. No, he, he wasn't really thinking Philly. Now we could probably trade and bring him in. Um I also heard Tobias Harris might not be in Philly this year. I heard that, but Philly they his, his dad they were trying to look, they were trying to get him gone, and I forget which team it was that they they wanted to send him to. 
But that team said that they wanted to bring in a third party team to make it a three way yeah. trade. And the Sixers said, we're not doing a three way trade. So the way I look at it, like I, I saw his dad posted yeah. hate on Philly, man. And you post hate on Philly. That's backlash. And to be honest with you, I don't want Harris in Philly. Anymore. What, what, what he's saying is correct. The way the, the Sixers are using Tobias Harris is not the way you used Tobias Harris. But he was the fourth option on that team. And we yeah. were just trying to find a way to put him on the team because we we're paying him so much money. And Maxie's going to be yeah. there. Harden's going to be there. And Bede's going to be there. There's no reason yeah. for us to force Harris into the offense just because we have him underneath a big contract. Yeah, no, exactly. And I don't I don't think I don't think hiring uh nurse as the coach, I don't think he's gonna fit in that piece either. I think he's I, still gonna be the four fourth option. It will be interesting what you get out of Tobias Harris. I think he may be on the last year of his contract. Yes, so as it's just a team that for some reason will be willing to give up something for that contract. I think especially the way the Sixers have used Tobias Harris, his trade value is significantly lower it because is. of it. So I don't know what you'd be hey, able man, to get out of him. Ship, Maybe, him. ship him to the Pacers. Why not? But, but, but for whom? Like that's the that's the big thing is I don't know. But we don't really we Paul don't George. really need him now. We don't. Paul George. Paul George. We'll go back in time and get 2017 yeah. Paul George. I mean that'd be nice, but we don't we don't really need Tobias Harris, man. Uh, I know honestly, uh, we can get something out of him at this point. I'll yeah, take a draft I, pick. He was he was Dude. just there last season. I feel like that's yeah. what I was trying to say last episode. Just trade Embiid. You know what I mean? Just get him going. <laughs> and- All right, let's go to the next one before. It was- <laughs> yeah, um, that's gonna get us into Christian. Our certified baller. What you got yeah. there? Certified baller. Hold on. Just got to pop back to the notes. Yeah. This week, my certified baller of the week is going to be none other than the Washington Wizards. Uh, I like everything I like that. that they did this week. I dude. like that. I mean, I like all the trades. Yeah, dude. Uh, You got rid of that horrible contract you had left in John Wall uh, and to free up that much capital space. And then. I believe Porzingis was owed what thirty M's is what I'm so confused. John Wall, or not John Wall? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Brad Beal. Brad Beal. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Brad Beal. They, okay. All right. Good. Yeah. The other person that was there. Right. Yeah. You get. I mean, you give up. You get rid of him, and you get four first rounders and six second rounders back in exchange for that, which is just unreal, dude. That's unreal. And then you go out, and and then you also got Chris Paul on that, and then you flip Chris Paul back out to bring in Jordan Poole, and then you send out Porzingis to get rid of that contract and create more room. I mean, this team is setting themselves up for a very bright future, hopefully. Uh, I mean, we've seen how it's played out in recent years with superstars coming to Washington and how that's all gone. But I think they're 100% trending up in the right direction. If you have to take one year off and you lose this year, I mean, you know, you weren't winning anything the past couple years anyway. So what does it really matter? Get your team set up. Go into the right direction. You're making all the right moves. And you just got to use the pieces that you've gathered to make the right moves again. And I, I think mean, that they can. It's crazy to me to think, man, one team has done all of this yeah. in a matter of a couple of days. They just went yeah. out there like, oh, we got this guy. We got this guy. Let's trade him out. Let's get some more. Let's get like they're definitely building for the future. And um, give it give it five, six years. Give it five, six years. Is that what you're thinking? They, I mean, they may do even less than that. They have a yeah. lot of capital and a lot of young players. They even got yeah. Jordan Poole. <laughs> yeah, they could. It could make it happen within two, three years. I think they could, but there's a lot. 
But yeah. that's my certified bar. Do you guys have any uh, honorable mentions for a certified bar? You already bar? know there's an honorable mm-hmm. mention. My honorable mention is going to be David's honorable mention. Oh. So, uh, you know what? If I could show you my notes right here, I have on there. It won't focus, but I did say that I, I was going wizards. to I was going to choose the Wizards. I was going to choose Wizards. That's, a, that's a, a perfectly what Christian said. I can't say any more than that. He perfectly set it up for the future. And they and I they even used they got Jordan Poole and got Bali in the draft, which I thought was great. But I'm gonna go with the fastest, youngest, hottest player in baseball right now with Ellie De La Cruz. Guy had an absolutely incredible week. He was 13 for 30, getting with a 4.33 batting average, two home runs, six RBIs, scored nine runs last week. More importantly, he hit for the cycle in only his 15th career game. That shit's insane, dude. The the youngest player to do it in 51 years in the first red cycle since 1989 when Eric Davis did it. Fun fact, Eric Davis's number was also number 44. The red streak oh. came to an end, and they lost the series against the Braves, but they scored 25 total runs in that series. They only lost by one run in both the two games they lost to the Braves, which I still think are the best team in baseball, especially after the Rays just split the series against the Royals. But Ellie De La Cruz, have yourself a week. Yeah, yeah, that's my that's my certified baller, too. Nice. Um, I appreciate that. No, you know, I mean, you, I, I don't disagree to with what... that. If you just stuck to what David also typed out at first, all of our certified ballers would have been the Wizards. I just like I didn't choose the Wizards. I I think that's a they chose you. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, right. No, I mean I I like that. Uh, I mean De La Cruz, man, that dude. I mean, fucking, he's electric to watch, man. Yeah, yeah, it's fun to watch. It's crazy. He like single handedly sparked a Reds team that like. I, I didn't even think they're going to do that well this year. Like I meme on the Reds, so my dad like, oh, they have a good player. Let's trade him. Here's but, like, here's the thing, dude. At this point, before it goes somewhere else. Though. At at this point, I know Christian's probably going to argue this. He hasn't played a full year, but he has to be in talks of Rookie of the Year. He's in he talks. He's in talks. Be, if not, if he keeps this up, he's winning it. Yeah, I'm telling he, you, he's winning it. If he keeps it, look, I, as you guys know, huge advocate for my boy over there at the <laughs> Diamondbacks. But yeah, no, I mean, if, if, if it were to end today, Deli Cruz would not win it because of the right. amount of games played. But yeah, however, if yes, if this continues throughout the season, I mean, there's, there's no argument for it. The guy is electric. He's playing out of his absolute mind right now. And what is he, 20 years old? I believe 19, 20 years old. I mean, it's crazy. Well, does he have to play 3.1 like a bat per game to be eligible know. to be? I don't know. Because if that's the case, then he will not win it. I don't think he'll be able to get to that benchmark by the end of the season. You don't think he'll be able to get to it as long well, as I know some well, some people they'll come close. in near the end of the season, near the end of the season, and they'll play a couple games, and then the next year will be a rookie campaign. I believe it happened with Aaron Judge. That's what happened with Carroll. Yeah. It, yeah. I mean, don't yeah, but don't do that. Don't do that. Like Play him as much as you can. Well, that's what I'm saying. But I'm, I'm just not I'm like we're not talking about like a Ben Simmons situation, but I just don't know whether or not like he'll be eligible to be a rookie of the year candidate by the end of the year. But that's that's bogus in my in my books, man. The dude's he's so he's a spark to the team. He's been so hot. If he keeps it up, even if he doesn't get to that point, he it, the, is he going to be a rookie next year? Like I don't think that. Like I think I, I don't know what the parameters are for that. Does he automatically become a rookie next year I if he think, doesn't get to that? I mean, if how he many, starts the year, I think he's a how rookie. How many games? How many games did he miss in total before coming up? Well, he, I mean, granted, let's like, see when he got to that 
when he got to the uh, cycle, he was at his 15th game. And so I think he's only played like 17, 18 games now. So then, so then he probably only came, he probably missed first like 40 games of the year. So again, it's going to be, yeah, I just don't know what the rules are for that, but we're going to have to, you know, find that out. But what, let's keep them in, just yeah, let them play them every game and see what happens. Especially I for want the, to this see point it. forward when you're at the top of your division trying to make that playoff you push, to. You, you got to, yeah, you can't, you can't, yeah. take, especially now. Yeah, absolutely. Chance. All right. The so, fan base uh, loves him. Yeah. Christian, yep. deflated baller, what you got? Yeah. I was kind of I was kind of struggling here, trying to figure out who I wanted my deflated baller to be. But then I decided, you know what, I'm gonna go back to another team, I'm gonna go with another team thing. And I just feel like this is such a common, common thing for this team. Honestly, my deflated baller of the week is gonna be the Angels. The Angels outscored the Rockies 32 to 12 over the weekend, boys. 32 to 12. Can anybody guess who won that series, by chance? It wasn't the fucking angels, and it never <laughs> is. It never is. I yeah. mean, this, the, you know what I mean? Every, I feel like every time I hear Otani pitched seven innings and had 11 strikeouts and on top of two home runs, and Trout also had two home runs, and the angels lose four to eight. Like, that's how it always goes with these guys, and I don't get it, man. I don't get it. How you put up 32 runs in total, and, I mean, shout out. you had. I get it. You had 25, 26 in one game, whatever it was, but, dude, I mean – to one of the worst teams in ball, you're becoming one of the hotter teams in ball. You have arguably two of the top five players in the MLB. Come on, guys. What are we? What the fuck? Are well, we doing? and well, I said earlier on in the episode where I think the Angels will collapse by the end of the season. I think this, the lineup they have, I think the pitching rotation they have aren't meant for a longevity of a season. We've seen the Angels do well past years and then collapse with the last two or three months they have. And that's because they don't have the players around their good players. I mean, you have Otani, he's doing it all. He's literally doing all. He leads in like almost every single category in batting and pitching for that team. He doesn't lead in saves. Well, that's fair. Cause, I mean, I guess he won't even say it was. So, I but... mean, I, I like that. Here's here's what I have to say. Do you ship Otani out? No. I, I mean, if you can afford the pay him, he's your guy. No, I mean, so that's here's, the thing. This, does he even want to stay there? That's, yeah, so the, that's the question. Here's here's what I'm thinking, man. And is it, this this is this is gonna be hot. What if Phillies ship off Schwarber and Stott? And, no, declined, declined, declined. And a couple declined, prospects declined. And a draft pick. Do you take Otani? Because no. you're getting a starter no. that you need. No. But I mean, yes, you would, but you're already paying Turner and Bryce so much money. The thing is, do they have enough to put on an Otani contract? I don't think they do. You don't That's have not even to, you that. Don't have to worry not, about it. You you push it this year. You'll never ever see me look at you guys and say Bryson Stock goes in the trade, bro. It never happened. <laughs> that's why. That's happen. why I send Schwarber that... out, but I'm not or sending what, my boy out. What if we send Marsh back? Ah, uh, for for uh, for Shohei, I might pull the trigger on that one only because I don't have my heart tied to Marsh as I do to Stott. But even still, that's that's a very hard one. Schwarber, though, I'm off for it. Get him going. Get him going. Dude, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Schwarber, like, I get he's like top five in home runs in the league, but like risking at a 170 batting average, like, okay, cool, you'll I get thought, a home did run. He not, every... Did he not get to 200? I thought he got to 200 because of I June. don't think he's at 200. I think he like still like hit a home run every like five at bats or four, that's, six at bats or something. Unreal, hey, dude. Turner's 300 through the month of June. That maybe that's what maybe that's just what we needed. June just needed to turn him around. I, I don't know. I think I hope June, Bryce is June turn it. So 
David, who would even mention that Rudy Gay was traded in June? Just want to point that out. Go ahead. Wait, what? Pride Month. That Rudy Gay was point was a uh, traded in June. Oh, I don't know. That's that's questionable. Very questionable. Yeah, I think Jazz are gonna go under investigation. <laughs> so, David, who do you have as your deflated baller of the week? So my deflated baller of the week is going to be the Phoenix Suns. Uh, I know they yeah. are in win now mode, but win now mode doesn't mean getting only good players. You got to get good players that fit well with each other. You jeopardize your future at the same time too. Uh, look at the Lakers and the Rams right now. They both they both got a title. So you know what? They got a title of it, but they jeopardized their title and the future of their franchises for one solid year, you know, but now they fell off hard because of it. Uh, you know, both teams cases, they had players who com- complimented each other though. And they won a title. I just don't think Durant, Beal and Booker complement each other. Now they, they are very ball heavy scores. Yep. They have no facilitator in there. And you know what? Beal KD and Booker aren't known for their defense. I haven't heard, you know, I have, you know, I have heard also they've been shipping around for Aiton, which will be interesting. Like, who are you going to ship Aiton for? You need that big man in there. Um, not to mention, you know, they lost six second rounders and four first rounders, you know, to add to that. Now they have to add on a $50 million contract while having to pay Booker and KD. And they better hope this somehow works. But even with the new addition, hot take, I still think they're only the sixth or seventh best team in the West. I yeah. really think I think Denver, Memphis, Sacramento, Golden State, the Lakers, and maybe even the Clippers are better than them. Yeah, they they put their eggs in one basket, uh, all in one basket. I just don't I don't see it paying off for them, man. Uh, your guard play and forward play are great, uh, and now you want to get rid of you you want to get rid of Aiton, dude. Gosh, what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? You can't I, exactly. They have yes. after that they'll have no defense, no rim yeah. protectors. Obviously, yeah, the the key is to outscore the opponent, but uh, if you're letting up 110 points a game, dude, uh, oh, that's that's awful. I'm pretty sure, I'm almost positive the Suns only have six players on the roster as of right now. Well, and that's the big thing. I don't know what they're going to do. They got the D League. They got the D League. The G League. Oh, G. Gatorade paid big money for that. G, sorry. Gatorade, sorry. Um. Yeah, I just don't know, man. That that's tough. My I I have my deflated baller, but then I have an honorable mention that kind of hits home to me. I got an honorable mention one too. That's great. Oh um, so I'll do mine, and then you could do your honorable mention, and I'll do my honorable mention. Okay, okay. works out perfect. Okay, my deflated baller of the week is Wake Forest. Yeah, yeah. The reason I have them as my deflated baller, don't nothing against LSU. Wake Forest was a better team. They took them way too lightly. One of their players said before the game, we're the best team in the in, in college right now. We're having fun and nobody can stop us. What are you doing? You're adding fuel to the fire. It's it's the the semifinals going into the college world series. You don't add fire to any team, man. You keep your mouth shut, you play your game. And go out there. Yes, their pitching's great. Their offense is they're they're good, but their pitching is what's been getting them there. LSU just owned them in the last game. Yeah, and like I said, the hungrier the dog, the more likely it wants to go get go eat. 
I told you, I told you the stats. The number one seed has only Unreal. ever won one time in the College World Series. So, like being a number one and being that cocky still is very interesting. Yeah. I mean, they were by far the number one seed. Like, oh there's yeah, no question for sure. about it. They were they were the best team. But you don't go out there and like it, you treat it like any other game, dude. You go out there and ball out. But when you say nobody can beat us, come on now. You can't, you can't do that in a game anybody, situation. Anybody want to throw a gander at the score? I don't know. I had, I had LSU winning, but only because you know I, I got Florida winning. What I is the Gators to win? Florida's, the Florida's the up three one right now. Florida's up three one right now. David, I'll give LSU up five four. Six to two. Okay, LSU. No go way. Tigers, baby, go Tigers. No Let's go way. Tigers. Come on, baby, go Tigers. <laughs> That's unreal, man. Hey, you know what? Top of LSU, the four at, right at this point, man, you, you kind of deserve it at this point. I'm going to be honest. And you still have a lot of baseball to get to play, though. I mean, that's yeah. not. Yeah. Um, so, David, who's your honorable mention? My honorable mention for deflated baller is going to go out to the ML All-Star fan voting. I hate how much All-Star games oh, have true. become who is the biggest name and not who is the best season. It is an atrocity. You know, Trout, I love Trout. It gets the second phase of voting and not having a good year. You know, you have even you have Bryson Stott, who I believe deserved at least a second-place spot. In Absolutely. NL, didn't even make it anywhere close. But the biggest atrocity is going to yeah, be Nick Castellanos yeah. not getting a nod to that second phase. He is top five in batting average right now. But somehow Guriel and Michael Harris II got so the nod dumb. over him. They're not having that good so of a season. I mean, granted, he will probably be an alternate, but still he deserves That's, that starting nod. I don't understand why they're going to vote that much on fan voting. The 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 thing is, this isn't this isn't because we're Philly fans. I mean, if if the Braves had, a, I mean, Acuna, obviously, but if the Braves had another player that was out there in top five in batting average and balling out, everybody should be voting for them. Everybody should be voting, even if you're on – the Royals are the A's and someone's performing like that. They deserve to be on that. That's the whole point of being an all-star. And it pisses me off because it's a fan base thing that they're just forgetting about him. And yeah, well, and that's why that, that's, dude, that's why I almost feel like when you, whenever you're talking hall of fame and shit at this point, pro bowl and all-star games mean nothing. I mean, if you, I, I almost feel like at this point now, like, you know, if you're common era players, you can't be like, Oh, well, dude, he's got 12, he's got 12 pro. Bowl. Okay. Well, dude, does I mean, yeah, who yeah, who was uh who was the Pro Bowl quarterback that made it for the Ravens last year? Uh, what's oh, his Huntley. name? Yeah, Huntley. freaking Huntley. Come on, right. man. Right, like Tyler now, now Tyler Huntley's a Pro Bowl quarterback, like, and that goes on his resume, and that's like stupid. It has, yeah. I think it has to go back to a committee. I think you know what I mean. Like this is a this is a big award and a big accolade that these guys try and play hard for. They try to get it. That you know if that goes on your resume, that's another bigger thing that you know the see, Hall but, of Fame. But see that that's that's the thing is like. Us as fans, we wanted to be part of it, but there has to be like, it, we wanted this. We wanted to be able to vote on them. The committee was great. They did a good job, but we still wanted, like, it brings that fan base engagement, but there still needs to be some sort of committee they, that they goes in there. Do, they need to do what the NBA does now. The NBA has, like, weighted voting to where, like, the fan voting isn't 100% the votes I like being that. passed it. Because I what, completely agree. What ended up happening is you had the year where Kobe Bryant missed the entire season. He was elected and in, in freaking NBA All-Star, but it hadn't played a single game in the season. Yeah. And, like, again, you know, the All-Star game, you want to see the people. You want to play. 
play. I understand that. Yeah. So you want to see your Mike Trout's out there. You want to see your Aaron Judges out there. But you're still taking away from the guys who have had amazing seasons this year. Castellanos last year as Phillies fans, we were wanting to get rid of him because absolutely. he was playing so was bad. Hands. Yeah, but absolutely. He, he had turned around so much this season Stepped towards it like he needs to be able to get that nod in there. You know, you know, right now Bryce Harper is the only person who has a chance to be an all-star starter, and he and doesn't even deserve it. I was about to say, and I don't like, dis- I don't think he deserves that. Yeah, I don't yeah. think he deserves to have that DH. I'm sorry. Uh, I love Bryce Harper. I mean, he's our franchise. I just if anyone, yeah. Cassianos, man, if anyone he deserves it of everyone on this team. You just keep and your it, head, keep your heads up, guys. You know, Phillies play a doubleheader on 9-11. Cassianos is going to go wild. And here's here's what I, here's what I want to say, man. Does this does this add fuel to the Phillies' fire? Because did you look at it? Bryce Harper is the only one mm-hmm. on that Phillies team. And don't get me wrong, they're batting average. Like they're batting great. It's just they're pitching. Is that is that the reason why they're not getting the nod to get these positions? Yeah, like I said, with with the fan voting, um, it's what's going to happen. You have a bunch of these campaigns that get out there and like vote for our guys, vote for our guys, vote for our guys. And you you had like several years ago where the Royals, yeah, granted they won a World Series, but there was a time where they had like five or six All Star starters just because of how well they the, came out and yeah. voted for them. Yeah, no, I I, I love that dude. That what, that's such a good. Yeah, that's such. A what good do you have one. to say, Christian? Yeah, it's yeah that that's tough. I mean, like I like I just said to you guys. So I mean, I think this is a very a very very big um, accolade or weighed a very very strongly weighed accolade, I should say, in a player's career. And so for you to just put even even like you said, I guess too, David. Like if you didn't if you did it in a weighted way, like the NBA does it, okay. But I mean, for the MLB to just basically be like, hey guys, like you guys get to completely choose. Every year, that's how it's going to go. You're going to have your fan favorites. Mike, I, you know, Mike Trout, you pointed out, best player in baseball for years. Even I just, you know, I came out and said last week on the podcast, like, he's my nod. But one way or another, he shouldn't have been the nod, right? Like, but it's because everybody knows Mike Trout. He's been the number one player in ball for years. So everybody's going to continue to do this, you know, send him in. Same thing with Harper, another guy that probably doesn't deserve it. And there he is going in. And it's just like, you're stacking up all of these guys' accolades when there's other people more deserving of it. Like, and yeah, now, you know, it, you take someone, you take someone like Castellanos and it's like, you go and look at it. It's like, oh, my best year, one of my best years was 2023. Didn't even make the All-Stars. And he had, you had a great year. And that goes back and like, and you know, I, I don't know. I feel like that goes back and it hurts your resume at the end of the day. And it's not fair. Yeah, I, I'm with David with this whole, they don't get the, like fan voting doesn't get the whole percentage. I think that committee needs yeah. to at least go out there because I mean, Cassiano's. I'm sorry, man. That's that's so jacked up, dude. That one hurt, man. It's it's so jacked up. He doesn't even get any like no recognition. He didn't even finish close, and that no, that's like, the he, issue. Like you said, even when we were talking about a week ago, he was ninth place in voting months. Amongst last, the yeah, was yeah, last place in voting amongst. But, yeah, you know, so I'm gonna give you guys my deflated baller, and it, it hits home. And I'll give the explanation on why. My deflated baller is my girl, Ty. And let me tell you the reason. No, let me tell you the reason why. So she's been on this kick of following this person that... Don't look over your shoulder. Following this person that literally makes mixed drinks. They're they're great mixed drinks. She, you know, she's done a really good job finding these delicious mixed drinks. Um, 
But just the other day, like I'm trying them out while she's doing them. So she's handing them to me. But the other day I saw that this Love guy, that. this guy put on there uh, mixing Coke with Eagle Rare Bourbon. Okay, so I know you guys probably don't understand that, but Eagle Rare Bourbon is not something you mix. It's not a bourbon that is supposed to be like that. So I asked a question on why, why. I was like, this is stupid. Why would someone do that? Oh, yeah. Well, the person that we're getting all these mixed drinks from is a Cowboys fan. <laughs> Here we go. She is making me try these mixed <laughs> drinks from a freaking Cowboys fans, and I actually liked most of them until this point. And for that, I am pissed. And I told her I was gonna yeah. put this out there. I am so bad <laughs> about that. L. Wow. I was so pissed. <laughs> so pissed. It, I understand it. There you go. Welcome to the highlight taking podcast. Come for the alcohol, leave with some sports. <laughs> Tell me, am, am I wrong? Am I wrong? Come on! That's a highly taken podcast AA meetings. Am, <laughs> yeah. am I wrong? Is it? Is it not? Is it not something like I should be mad about? I am not gonna. I am never gonna say somebody has a bad deflated baller of the week. And if if you put your own fiance as your deflated baller, then you know what? More <laughs> to you, man. More to you. I I don't think I could do it the Brooklyn. So. <laughs> <laughs> telling, Christian, what do you think? Come on. I mean, dude, look, uh, <laughs> Nick. Fuck the Cowboys, bro. What a what That's a what I'm saying. Talk. That there we go. What I'm saying. I'll agree with that take. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, and it it really pissed me off. Well, I I didn't I couldn't say anything for like ten minutes because I was so mad. Um, you're, probably, you're probably doing your whole. I know he probably was, bro. I, w- I was. You're right. I was. I was hundred percent. And like, bro, you would have really just thought like Nick had the winning Powerball ticket and someone ripped it up in front of him. Dude, it, the drinks were good. Until I saw that, so it was it was depressing. It was like a bad taste. I mean, the fact you keep doubling down though on the fact that the drinks were good, you know what I mean. I don't. I don't. Yeah, dude. How else well, is this not, tate, or how how deflated is Tyler? They're not. They're not <laughs> good anymore. The drinks were actually taste. really good until December. They were. Yeah, <laughs> they they were good back in the nineties. I'll just. Say <laughs> <that>. <laughs> um. But hey, guys, that's gonna get us into our hot takes of the week. Christian, what you got over there? Yeah, my hot take of the week is by this time next week, uh, GM Howie Roseman will have pulled off one of the biggest trades in the NFL this far this season, and the Eagles will have a brand new cornerstone piece on the defensive side of the ball. Who? Buddha? I don't know, man. It was, it's going to be either a safety or a linebacker. I know that much, and it's going to be a – a, a multiple-time Pro Bowl player. That's what I'm telling you. I feel we how he's been quiet this season, dude. It's gonna come. How he actually called me up this last week he was like, "Yo, Christian, who should I pull right now?" And I was like, "Yeah, man, go go ahead." And I get actually told up. no. I actually told him, dude, that the uh, the the Ultimate Legend packs were big hot. Right we're pulling and make sure. Yeah, pull. so, <laughs> yeah. Nice. That's crazy. Um, yeah, it's so my hot take of the week. It's been so hard to find hot takes of the week with you know sports not. You know, with a lot of the sports I'm playing right now, I mean, we only have baseball going on right now anymore. So I feel like I'm trying to get more sports in there. But this may not be a hot take. My take of the week is the Atlanta Braves will be up by double digits in the NL East by the end of the week. Um, As of right now, there are six games back on the second place Marlins and 10 on the third place Phillies. The Braves play a three-game series against the Twins in Atlanta and end the the week with a three-game series against Miami in Atlanta. Miami plays three games against Boston in Boston before the Atlanta series. 
Now, my reason may be a little bit hot because I think the Phillies have a pretty easy schedule this week. Now, they play a series in Chicago against a Cubs team who have been playing pretty well this week, and they end with a home series against the Nationals who have been absolute hot dog water. So I think the Phillies may come in second place in the division by the end of the week, but I think the Braves will be up by 10. No, no, definitely not first. Yeah, no. I mean, I I like that. I think that's probably going to happen. But yeah, like you said, it's really hard to find like any sports out there. Um, MLB, thank you for playing <laughs> during the yeah, summer right. to keep us something to give us something to talk about. I'm going to stay in MLB. Uh, Guardians will be in first place by the end of the week. And the reason I say that um, they're two games back from the Twins, right? They're playing the Royals and Cubs. Yes, the Cubs have been playing great, but they're also playing the Royals. Right. Um, not to mention, do you know? Who the Twins are playing this week? I know they play the Braves. I just said that. <laughs> I know. Do you know who they're playing? The other team is? They play the Reds. A's. They're playing the Orioles. The or- um, oh, wow. That's a tough stretch. Exactly. So, um, you know, even if the Guardians go out there and only win one of those series, I, I think even winning that one series is going to be enough for them to take over that division. So it's kind of hard to bet against them, in my opinion. Right. Nice. I mean, the the Orioles this week, I think they play the Reds in a three-game series. That's going to be a very interesting series, yeah. to say the least. But, um, yeah, I like your take there. Um, I do think that probably they will end up at first place. I had them win the division by the end of the year anyway, so the sooner the yeah. better. With Christian's take, that's – I mean, I would love to see it. I would too, yeah. I mean, like I said, safety and linebacker, the two positions we're making. I think if we do make a trade, maybe we'll come closer to when the preseason's about to start. May not right in the middle here. Yeah. But um, I would love to see that. I'm not sure. I mean, you know, I've heard a lot of talks. You know, we thought Levante David. I've heard Miles Jack may be a possible linebacker candidate. Wouldn't mind yeah. that. Um, yeah, yeah. Um. So I, I love it. Absolutely. Guys, before we go, I want to I want to bring this up. David and I are going to be in Tampa for the 4th of July game against the Phillies. We're going to be we're going to have a couple against the, against the uh, Rays, but against the Rays, probably going to be a loss for us. But we're going to be out there. Uh, we're going to tailgate. We're going to do some trivia out there. We're going to have some koozies if you would like some koozies and we'll have a couple uh shirts to go ahead and if you win you know things like that it'll be fun good time out there same with miami we're gonna do the same thing over there mm-hmm. um but i also want to bring this where i'm gonna bring it up probably a few different times now um we're gonna do a fantasy football league and we're gonna do four different leagues of 12 teams and the winner of each league is gonna get 50 dollars. so i mean that's just free free 50 dollars. you just have to like and subscribe and we're going to pick the people that subscribe on there and you know we'll we'll see i'm i'm going to enjoy it it's going to bring some shit some light on some things man i can't yeah, even I, talk about listen, it listen i have a, i have the, just the biggest football itch right now we were going on almost 5 yeah, months that's crazy so thing that we were crying 5 months ago about a loss i'm still crying what do you mean 5 months ago <laughs> i'm still in tears but i mean we have less than 3 months till football season about 2 and a half months now it's flying by Sir. summer's summer just started Jalen um, Hurts about to put his dick in the NFL. Jalen Hurts, dude. I'm just saying, <laughs> better watch out for Jalen Hurts. But yeah, I mean, we'd love anybody to join that league. See if you can be better GMs than us. Um, probably be better than Christian. Christian's pretty hey, bad. Hey, here. hey, 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 hey. I would like to announce though, I went from worst 
to first this year, boys, and then I lost first round of playoffs. But you know what I mean? We're not going to come back. Hey, Christian, back. what happened when you yeah, lost what, the, you... the first year? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Oh, there right here, boys. Who, whose tattoo's better, you think? You think... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, do you want me? Do you want me to pull out mine too? Do I have to? Do I have to? Take mine. Do you want me to? Do you want me to pull out mine too, guys? Wait, wait. Oh boy! Oh well, God. wait, we're talking about tattoos, oh, right? Oh, no! <laughs> yeah, at least I don't have another yeah. whose initials on my butt. But uh, I think it's gonna be fun, guys. We're not. We're we're gonna sit there. We'll be the commissioners of the league. We're not gonna be in the league by any means. It's all for the fans. It's all for the subscribers. Dang it! It's gonna it's gonna be fun. It's gonna give us something else to you know tune in on and watch it's gonna be it's gonna be fun yeah and just again more interaction that that's all we want you know yeah. more comments again one thing we haven't plugged that much that we should we've had a merch line for about almost a month now haven't really mentioned that um links <laughs> in the description please <laughs> we, yeah we need the we need to fund this and yeah on top of that guys <laughs> hey if you want to if you want to comment down on what christian and i should do on our next gone in 60 seconds um, yeah, that'd be big. What what we need to do? I mean, I'm all for it. And Whatever punishments guys, too, boys. Punishments. Yeah, for, we'll take fan suggested punishments. punishments as long as it's yeah. not pop I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll take <laughs> I mean, we really we'll we'll I mean anything. Uh, and we're just out there. We we like to we like to meet new people, see see what's going on, uh, give the fans what they want. But as always, guys, <laughs> always a pleasure. Hey, we'll see you later on this week. Doses. They drop knowledge and hot takes at the sports IQ. We dive into the game from hoops to grit iron, analyzing every play like we were the champion. With witty banner and humor, we keep the fun. HTP fam, we always bring the number one. Highlight taking pockets, we taking over the scene. We drop dubs and chugs, living the sports dream. From hot takes to deep dive, it's a winning regime. Come join the hype, we not just blowing steam. We're known for our hot takes, blazing like fire, bringing heat to the table, never preaching to the choir, debating on players, teams, and even strategies. We keep for real. The sugar-coated fallacies David's on the mic spinning knowledge of flair He breaks down the stats with a voice smooth like air Christian's a funny guy bringing laughter and joy He got the jokes unlocked and no one can destroy Mix the analysts break down the X's and O's He sees the game differently than nobody knows Together unite forming a podcast dream team Making waves in the industry fulfilling their schemes Highlight taking pockets we taking over the scene We drop dubs and chugs living the sports dream From hot takes to deep dive it's a winning regime Come join the hype we not just blowing steam